and gentlemen, welcome to the Pursuit of Manliness podcast, where we are raising the standard of what it means to be a man of God. My name is Jarrett Samuels. I'm the host of the Pursuit of Manliness podcast. Men, thank you for taking the time to listen to today's episode. The Pursuit of Manliness podcast was created to equip men to pursue biblical manliness. We do this by three areas of focus. Number one, follow Jesus, the greatest example of manliness this world has ever seen. Number two, we work and keep what God has entrusted to us. And number three, we invest in others to do the same. Each podcast episode from interviews, dialogue, men in the Bible, or what do you do with that episodes where we dive into challenging difficulties in the Bible is designed to equip you, challenge you, and help you be a better man of God for yourself and those who depend on you. It is my hope that you will like and share these episodes, helping us continue the conversation with other men around the globe. As always, we welcome the community within the content. I want to hear from you. Leave a comment where you found this episode or let me know your thoughts or your perspective on the dialogue that you're going to hear today. As always, I want to encourage you to go to iTunes, click subscribe, and never miss any of the Pursuit of Manliness podcast episodes. You can also find the Pursuit of Manliness at thepursuitofmanliness.com or on YouTube. And of course, you can find us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all of them at Pursue Manliness. If you're looking for further dialogue, conversation, and community, join our closed Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash pursuit of manliness. Gentlemen, it's now time for today's show. All right, men, once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. We're talking about failing to communicate. You know, I've shared this story before, but I remember, you know, a number of years ago going to a retreat with other pastors and other men in ministry and uh, the very first opening sequence of this retreat with, uh, it was pastors and their wives was we were to go with our spouse to a place on the property and the property was a pretty healthy sized property and we were to sit there and I think the time was like 40 minutes and there was a number of questions. You know, the questions were either, you know, what does your wife need with, you know, these certain areas or what does your husband need? And so the idea is we were supposed to, you know, reciprocate this conversation back and forth. The challenge was on my way out to this retreat with my wife, we had uh, a pretty healthy uh, fight on the way out there. We were really, um, it was a really, really stressful season. We had a lot of um, very, I should say, I back that up, a very few opportunities for us to have healthy communication. And uh, that was kind of a tipping point, a breaking point. So when the, the the guy said, hey, I want you to take these you know, 40 minutes and I want you to find this space, the last thing I wanted to do was find 40 minutes to sit with my wife and have dialogue about her needs and my needs. And the truth be told, she probably felt the exact same way. But when we communicate, when we put ourselves in situations where we communicate, whether we want to do it or not, it's always the most beneficial thing to do. And that's what we're going to see on today's podcast. We're going to take a look at the life of Samson. Uh, we're not going to necessarily, you know, it's not a men in the Bible podcast, but we're going to look at these initial struggles that Samson had, four types of people in his life that he failed miserably when it came to communication. As I said in the introduction, there are times where guys communicate too many things. You're telling me too much about your marriage. You're telling us to, we don't know any, need to know anything we're, we're about your sex life, about you know things in your life that we just do not need to know. There's some men who really struggle in this area, and it's it's a lack of self awareness. So there's a balance somewhere. Some guys love to be private, and uh, you know we, we keep everything to ourselves. We never tell anybody, and other guys just vomit their whole life on you. There's a balance somewhere. 
And what we're going to talk about today is different types of relationship and who do you communicate to and what do they need to know. When it came to Samson, he failed to communicate in all four of these areas. First and foremost, he failed to communicate those that were closest to him. In Judges chapter 14, verses 1 through 7, Samson wants to marry a Philistine. His family tries to talk him out of this. Listen, we do not believe this is a good idea. Samson ignored him, and the text says in in 14.7, she was right in Samson's eyes. Listen, you always believe you are right. God has strategically placed certain people in your life, in this season of life, who I believe are trying to speak truth into your life. We would do well to listen to them, to heed their instruction. If you're hearing a consistent theme over and over about yourself or your actions, there might, it might, be, there might be some wisdom there to say, hey, wait a minute, maybe I need to pay attention to this. Now, I know we don't live in the you know, Old Testament era. We don't have arranged marriages. At least we, we do not in America, and, and I don't believe we should have them, but we don't have. That's not our culture. Uh, we don't live with our extended families like they do in the Old Testament, but we do have this idea that we are to leave and cleave and hold fast to our, 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 our wives here, our spouses. And I also believe that we all have blind spots in our life when it comes to information. So while I don't believe you should be sharing marriage stuff with the wrong people, you do need to be around other people to learn about your marriage because there might be a chance that your marriage is not as healthy as you think it is. Or, and this happens a lot, a lot of people believe it must be this way in every marriage. Maybe your, your upbringing was very unhealthy, volatile, conditional love, um, a lot of emotion. So you bring that stuff into your marriage and your spouse is not ready for that or, or they bring stuff into the marriage and, and you just go, well, this just must be the way it is. We just have to endure the next 40, 50 years of our life. You find the right people to communicate the right things to. Again, I think this is so uh, imp- important that we understand this. We, I remember a time where I sat down, my wife and I sat down with our children. We gave them a list of names that we would trust them to share appropriate information with if they did not feel comfortable sharing it with my wife and I. There are things that you just do not feel comfortable sharing with certain people. You need to find people in your life that you can share the information with, especially if you're not sure if it's healthy or it feels destructive or it feels sinful. Find the right people, right? We said if you need to share something with these people, um, these people, we gave them a list of names, have earned the right in our mind, in our eyes to speak truth into your life. And we need to revisit that conversation over and over with our kids. Guys, you got to do the same with yourself. Who are you telling information to? I've sat with couples in, in marriages. And we've talked about, you know, if you had sex problems, you had problems with sex in your marriage, who would you talk to? Very few people ever had anybody in their life that they could feel like they talked to. One guy said, I tell my dad everything. Okay, great. Could you tell him about this? He's like, no. And his wife said, absolutely not. Who do you have in your life that you can communicate to uh, delicate issues that you know will not lord it over you and you're not inviting them in between you and your spouse? You see, when we tell them too much about you and your wife and about your bedroom or your whatever's, you're in a sense inviting them in that room with you. You're bringing them to a mental place that they have absolutely no business being. Secondly, Samson communicated to what I call a group of jack wagons. Samson's hanging around a, band, a bunch of guys. He has absolutely no business being around. Just because these guys have been your friends since high school does not mean you owe them a friendship long until your married years and when you have children and beyond. You owe them nothing. We all have friends in our life. They come and go. You need to have friends in your life that are good for your life 
and your wife and your family. If you have friendships that are not good for you, that are not building you up, building your marriage up, you need to move away from that. They can get really angry with you. They might unfriend you. They might not. You need to figure out what is the healthiest thing for my family. Samson did not take this. He had taken a Nazarite vow. And if you go through and understand what a Nazarite vow is, it's it's not cutting your hair. It's staying away from uh, dead bodies. It's staying away from fermented drink. It's just kind of this separated for God type thing. He, he was going to live a, a lifestyle above reproach and a little bit different than, than those around him. And through Samson's life, he does everything but uphold that Nazarite vow. Tells them riddles. He's doing things to frustrate him. He's, in a sense, being in environments he has absolutely no business being in. Are you hanging out in environments you have absolutely no business being in? Are you hanging around friends? Are you in environments with people that is hurting your marriage? Especially if you know, if your wife has verbalized, hey, these are not good people for you, and yet you continue to hang around them, you are disrespecting her, and you are killing that covenant you made with her and God. You stood before a bunch of people, more than likely, and you made a covenant that you were going to uphold her and treat her well. And if she's telling you, listen, I don't think these guys are good for you, our marriage, or whatever, please stop hanging around them. If you have people in your life, you got to stop. Hey, guys. If people are, are not hanging around you, if they're pulling back from you, if they're um, not inviting you around their wife and children or whatever, and you have, there, there might be something there. I'm not saying there is, but quite possibly there could be something there. Be mindful of what kind of influence you are on people in their marriages and what kind of influence they have on your marriage as well. Samson did not make smart choices when it came to the people that he was hanging around. If you mess with a snake, don't be mad if the snake turns around and bites you. I say this often. Don't hang around people who love to be in the mud puddle because you will get mad that you are muddy. There are some people who are constantly taking an emotional withdrawal from you. They are constantly draining you, rarely investing into you. They are just pulling, pulling, pulling. And whenever you finally pull them off or you break free, they will say you did not give enough. He didn't give enough, and that's what happens. His pride leads him to places where it's going to cost him more than he ever realizes. Number three, Samson failed to communicate to his wife. Samson is continually prodded by Delilah, who he should not have been married to, about his strength and where it comes from. That doesn't mean if you're having marital problems that you're not supposed to be married to her. You picked her. You figured it out. You guys need to work this out. You, you figured it out, Okay. Samson had been warned, this is not good, this is not good. She continues to pressure him about the Philistines and, and getting this secret, get the secret, get the secret. That should have been a sign. Hey, this isn't good. As a man, we are to protect our house, our marriage, and everybody who lives under our roof. Nap after nap, Samson would wake up to Delilah yelling that the Philistines were looking to destroy him and ambush him, and he never thinks, man, this is strange. Men get stupid the prettier women get, it seems like. You will see these pretty women and suddenly you get totally ignorant. And I've, I've said this before, and I'm joking, but I'm, I'm partly serious too. How good looking was this woman? That he kept waking up, tied up, her threatening him, scaring him, if you will, that there were people waiting to ambush him, and yet he just keeps taking naps. He peacefully takes a nap on her lap to the point where she can shave his head. And he wakes up tied up and going, huh, this is not a good idea. And there was no signs here. My marriage is in trouble. Men, there are signs if your marriage is in trouble. Rarely will you ever just be completely blindsided and go, I had absolutely no idea. The truth is you you probably have some idea if you really stop and think about it. 
And Samson would have as well. He had no idea because he chose to have no idea. He ignored it. You fight for the heart of your marriage. You fight for the heart of your wife. And that will not always be easy. And you're not always easy to live with either. But it's the right thing to do. He probably thought, you know what? This will just get better. It'll work itself out. When you ignore a problem, it never goes away. It actually ends up getting bigger and bigger. And that's what's happening to Samson. He's trying to ignore this problem. And every time he wakes up from a nap, it's a problem. It's a bigger problem. Bigger problem. Eventually, he tells her, the strength is in my hair, right? We know it isn't strength in his hair. The strength is actually God. But the hair was a sign that of trusting God and trusting his strength, right? And once, this, once that symbol was cut, once it was destroyed, the relationship wasn't the same with God. He finds himself without any strength. Number four, and the most important area of communication that Samson just miserably failed in was to God. Strength comes from God. The call in your life came from God. The whole thing came from God. Samson, over time and time and time again, failed to communicate to God. This man had a vow that set him apart for the purpose of being used by God. It seemed that he used that vow as like a superhero cape to demonstrate his earthly might. The stronger and bigger and more influential Samson got, the dumber he got when it came to making really wise, discerning decisions. He gets crazy arrogant. He turns into a cartoon version of himself because of his pride. Each time we see Samson communicating to God, it was just simply out of desperation. I'm not trying to minimize the sense of urgency and obstacles that Samson would have faced back then, but Samson began to believe his own hype. And when you do that, you leave God out of the equation. You begin to sit on the throne of your life. You tell God, scoot over. I, I got this. Finally, at the end of his life, his eyes are gouged out. Everyone closest to him is either dead or out of the picture. And he finally communicates back to God, asking God for strength one more time so he could kill and destroy the Philistines. This is a sad end to a life that started out with tremendous promise and blessing from God. As men, we would do really well to heed the warnings that come from the life of Samson. We need to see the pitfalls of not listening to those who have earned the right to speak into our life. We need to keep ourselves free from people who are jack wagons in our life, who are looking to destroy us, who are looking to not grow up. Growing up is hard. That's why men and women have to do it. To be a man, you must grow up. You must leave behind childish, immature ways. You have to. Enough of the boys' nights out and the girls' nights out. It's enough of that. We need to grow up. We need to be men. We need to listen to the conversations we're having in our house. We need to realize the seasons where there are not conversations happening in our house. We need to understand that uh, our wife and I need to have intimate dialogue between one another that is very intentional. As much as men may not like the idea of sitting down, having a face-to-face, or having a we-need-to-talk type of conversation, it must be done, or you will talk to somebody. And unfortunately, many times, it's a divorce lawyer. And then it's trying to figure out when you can see your kids. Men, we can stop this if we take this, these things serious. And, and above all else, we need to have a dialogue with God. I believe God will convict your heart about the people in your life who are trying to speak truth to you. I believe God will convict your heart about the people who are distractions, who are looking to destroy you. I believe God will convict your heart about your marriage. And I believe God convicts your heart about your relationship with him. How serious are you really taking it? Are you trying to get some of God? Or are you trying to be a, a child of God? Are you trying to just have you know some religion? Or do you want to live redeemed and have a relationship with the living Savior? There's a, there's a miles difference between the two. We need to allow God to speak in our life, right? And desire that he teaches us things, that we remain teachable, and that we communicate the right truths. And then we'll keep pursuing biblical manliness. Guys, I say it often, but I, I recommend you, you get into our closed group. 
you know, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash pursuit of manliness. Uh, I gotta be honest with you. I, it doesn't affect me if you're in there or not, but what I'm, the reason why I value that is there are conversations that are taking place right now. There was, um, one or two posts. I can't remember right before I made this podcast of people asking for something, asking for advice, asking for prayer, uh, dialogue about some really um, heavy things. And, uh, that's a great environment to do it. It's not the only environment to do it, but it's a great environment to do it. You're able to do it there more than you can do it on like on my Twitter or on, you know, pursue mailingness, Facebook or Instagram. It's just an easier way to do it. And there really is men. There really are. You really do see men building better men together in that environment. I encourage you to be a part of it. I encourage you when time comes to check out tribe. It's one of the most powerful things that's happened with pursuit of manliness, men all over the country, building better men, having dialogue, challenging one another, calling each other out. Um, it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody, but it's for men who really have an angst and a desire to get better. It's, it's a powerful, powerful moment uh, that happens during this time when we gather together like that. I'd encourage you to check that out uh, when registration happens. The next tribe starts December 1st. So you'll want to look for that. Because once it's done, it's done. It's done until uh, June of the following year. So, uh, guys, there's just a lot of great opportunities. Find people in your life that you can communicate to. Find people in your life that will communicate back to you. It's part of communication that we listen well. So, man, I want to thank you for checking out this podcast. Uh, whether you're watching it on online or you're listening to it, you can subscribe on YouTube. You can subscribe on uh, Google Play or iTunes. You can go to thepursuitofmanliness.com and put your email in there and click subscribe. Those are just environments that you'll never miss one of these episodes, whether it's a spiritual discipline, an interview, uh, what do you do with that, or Men in the Bible podcast. Uh, you get them all, and the videos and all that stuff, it's all free. We want you to have it. We want, uh, as much as we can, Bible teaching to be free to equip you to be a man of God, to relentlessly, vigorously pursue biblical manliness. So, men, thank you for taking time. Thanks for listening, and let's keep pursuing biblical manliness.